Marvelicious Toys is brought to you in part by Big Bad Toy Store, where you can pre-order the newest waves of Hasbro Marvel Universe, Marvel Legends, and Marvel Movie Action Figures. With foreign toys, high-end statues, prop replicas, hot toys, and more, Big Bad Toy Store is the first stop for Marvel collectors. Plus, check out their other great toys and collectibles, and use their pile of loot to save on shipping. Find it all at BigBadToyStore.com. Welcome to Marvelicious Toys, hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more, because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious. Hello and welcome to issue 97 of Marvelicious Toys. I'm Marjorie. I'm Arnie. And this is Justin. And we have a big show for you this week, and I mean literally large, because we're going to be talking about Sideshow's Galactus. Also going to be running down Iron Man 3 Blu-ray, that'll be a very short segment. Talking about new toys hitting stores, new Marvel Universe figure shipping, so much more. But first, let's talk about your birthday. It wasn't my birthday. No, it was Arnie's, and every year... I have to put one over on him because he's really good at guessing his gifts. Yeah, for like the first 12 years we were together, there was no such thing as a surprise. She usually would just drop it in conversation or she'd be not so subtly asking, So, have you seen this online? What do you think of it? That was also before you bought everything. Yeah, so it became even harder once I started buying a lot more. And you're not the easiest person to shop for. Oh, God, no. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. He's terrible to buy for because I I can't buy statues or anything because, well, he buys them. So that leaves me, well, action figures. I'm not going to buy him action figures because, well, he buys them. I remember, I mean, it used to be so sweet when I was unemployed and I desperately, desperately would want some action figures and know I couldn't afford them. And Marjorie would really dig deep into her budget to buy me three action figures for my birthday. And I'd almost cry knowing how much she had to work to get those three action figures. And that was only about a decade ago. Did you have to sell your hair and stuff, Marjorie? I did. I did. Which is ironic because then he bought me barrettes. You know? Nice. <laughs> the true irony is these figures then are now at conventions for a dollar a piece. Mint on mint card. <laughs> and hair grows back, so it's a win-win. <laughs> exactly. But this year I got you. You did. I didn't see it coming. And you didn't see it when you had it because you were oblivious to the entire theme of the gift. All right. Now... Turning 39 is not so easy. I might have gotten a little bit blitzed at dinner. I turned 40 this year, so suck it up. I did get blitzed at my dinner, though, too. (laughs) I think it's required. Alcohol, it's the friend of the aging. But after dinner, when I was a little bit in a better mood, thanks to imbibing heavy doses of rum, you brought out some bags. And I'm like, well, they're bags. I brought you out some gift bags. I worked really hard on this, and I'm like, Damn it, he doesn't get it. But I brought out a red bag with yellow and orange tissue paper, a blue bag with blue and white tissue paper, a green bag with green and purple tissue paper, and a yellow bag with yellow and black tissue paper. In my defense, you did post this to Facebook and ask people to guess the theme, and more people did guess gay pride than anything else. (laughs) I did not get you gay pride. 
It almost looks like the eBay logo. It kind of does, <laughs> yes, which is ironic because I did go to eBay for these gifts. <laughs> it's the only place to get these gifts anymore or a garage sale. And then you opened them and I did have you shocked. You did. What you got me were four vintage original Mego figures. All original parts. Not the reproduction parts, which you can get if you want, because like Cap Shield kind of, it's a little rough looking, but the guy did include a new sticker with it. Yeah. To let listeners know a little bit of my history with Mego, growing up, I had a ton of Mego figures. I had the DC and Marvel. I didn't understand the brands, so Spider-Man and Batman and Superman and Shazam were all hanging out together. But as one might expect who's listened to the show for a while, I was a little bit of an odd child. I, for some reason, did not like my action figures to wear shoes. I didn't like to wear shoes, so I took off all their boots. (laughs) And so the boots were lost in the history of time, and the decals got pretty worn, and the only Mego figure from my childhood to survive was my Spider-Man, because he had no boots or stickers. He was a pretty basic figure. And you never put him in the oven? Nope, never put him in the oven like you... (laughs) <laughs> and my Hulk had no stickers or boots, but for some reason his knee fell off. And my godfather did repair him in the way that a five-year-old felt acceptable with a giant brass bolt the size of Hulk's fist. <laughs> it was like Frank and Hulk's leg. <laughs> it was like he had to have his leg pinned and had this big metal bolt sticking out the side. So I did eventually sell off all my Migos on eBay just a few years ago when we were moving from our house. I'm like, these things are trashed. And while they were the ones from my childhood, they are just trashed. And I got quite a bit of money just for trashed Migos sold for parts with a Captain America with no shield and no star on his chest and Batman with no bat logo. And of course, none of them had boots. (laughs) If I remember correctly, those boots had like slits in the back to help them get on their feet is that right no they just have good ankle articulation and you can just slide it right in nice strangely enough i still had the joker shoes i lost these giant boots but those little tiny shoes those stayed on the joker i guess bad guys need to be forced to wear their shoes (laughs) yes they do it's punishment yeah (laughs) so marjorie got me two migos which i'd had as a kid and Really great condition, Cap and Hulk, and two which I never had as a kid, mainly because I think they didn't have cartoons when I was a child, so why would I care about Iron Man or Thor? This is the first time I'm seeing a lot of these. Like, like Much like you, I didn't have a lot of the Marvel ones growing up. I had Batman and Robin for sure, but I've never seen the Hulk before. I'm impressed that they actually made a different body for the Hulk. You never read Twisted Toy Fair Theater? Because that's what really started getting me nostalgic about a lot of these is when Toy Fair Magazine would do the Twisted Toy Fair Theater starring all these Mego figures. But of course, they never made a lot of them, so they'd custom up and just buy tons of Mego figures to make custom characters in Mego style. But Mego Spider-Man and Mego Hulk were like staples. Wow, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I read that, but I never knew what was custom, what was not. Migos one of those things where it's like, I was so young, like you, I didn't even know it was a brand. I thought it was just toys, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm, same way. But I've never had a Hulk in hand. I'll say that much. Well, you didn't even get the theme of the gift I got you, though. I, I tell you. I got that they were Mego figures. Marvel yes. Mego. Yes, yes. But it's the Avengers. 
Yes, yes it is, and no, I didn't get that off the top of my head. It was primarily because I'm like, wow, I've never seen an Iron Man in person. I'd never touched a Thor. We'd seen a mint and box Thor for like, I think 300 or 400 at Toy Man a couple of times, but I was really just enamored with checking them out and yeah cap shield is a little rough they did send a repro sticker so i have an ebay save search just to find a shield with no sticker so that i have one for display as well as an original one but these are in really great shape i mean the thor has an original helmet which according to amigomuseum.com a site you sent me to is really hard to find well he's also got his wristbands which apparently many kids took off and just left you know in backyards or whatever Thor was the hardest because he's got so many accessories. He's got a helmet, hammer, and wristbands. And boots. And boots. And it's hard to find all those original. Now, you can buy reproductions of those also if you want, but I knew you and knew that you had to have the original pieces or else you would flip out. You know, all of these guys look like they're wearing their pajamas. They do, absolutely. These are the worst superhero costumes ever. (laughs) But something about them just screams 70s. Oh, yeah. Even Hulk, didn't you have, like, that roommate in college? I don't know why I'm talking so much about college, but who had, like, the torn sweatpants, which is all he wore Yeah, just scrubs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that's what is funny is, I mean, if these toys came out today, and I think they kind of are, they're calling them Captain Action, we just talk about how terrible they are, but because these are from my childhood, I look at them with such fondness to realize that, yeah, that's Captain America, and you turn him around and look at his back, and it's separating because it just is two little metal snaps. And it's the exact same, what we would call a buck, but it's a doll body, right? And Jeff, our photo editor, commented that he never had Thor because it was like Barbie hair. <laughs> yeah, Thor is, I think, the most interesting of them. It's like you said, he's got all these accessories and the hair. He looks like he showed up for, like, kiss tryouts and, like, misunderstood <laughs> the the theme. <laughs> I thought she got a bad Thor because I was taking pictures of him and he came with like this little plastic band on his head to keep the hair straight and I took it off and literally there's like a bald spot on his head with a hole in it. It's almost like they had to shave part of Thor's skull because he had a hematoma and they needed to relieve the pressure. (laughs) And I'm like, what's wrong with Thor? And I knew Marjorie, I don't know how much she paid, but she kept telling me Thor's the most expensive. I'm like, I think Thor's toupee is slipping. There may be a problem here. It turns out it's intentional. That's where you stick his helmet is to cover that up. And the helmets came with a little peg in them. Now, this helmet did have the peg broken off, so that's why I didn't realize immediately. But, yeah, you stick the helmet on, and it covers up his little skull cap there. <laughs> it's almost like that monk's shaved bit. Yeah, it's like a reverse toupee. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I have to give a shout-out to the eBay seller Vintage Toys and Treasures, because... I bought two of them from him, and he was so informative and so helpful. And I already knew about Mego Museum, thanks to one of the guys from Action Figure Blues, who also helped with this. And I had been doing my research, and I was asking this guy lots of questions. And I probably asked him probably 10 questions about Thor. And he's like, look, here's here's what you got to know. And this is the one that has it. This one has this as a reproduction, blah, blah, blah. Very helpful. It helped guide me on the purchase and got it here in time for your birthday, which was a big thing because we hemmed and hawed over which one to get. But he also sells stands for Migos that have the Migo logo on them. Now, he's out of stock of them now as we're recording. But when we get some in, we'll post pictures. Yeah, because Thor... Doesn't want to stand too well. The others stand pretty well for the dolls that they are. 
But Thor, he has these really rubber boots that are different than all the rest. The rest are hard plastic boots. Thor was one of the later figures in the series, it turns out. That's maybe why I didn't have him as... I'd moved on to Star Wars and Transformers by the time Thor was hitting pegs. Thor very much looks like the uh, the little girl from Adventures in Babysitting. Yes, yes, that's definitely. her Thor. Thor, especially because his helmet is extraordinarily fragile, that's why they're so expensive to get. As most kids had their wings break off, I'm like, I am not standing him up without a doll stand. Or they just lost it. I mean, look at all the accessories he's got. That just screams for losing all those parts. Definitely. But that seller you found can actually re-thread Migos. I kind of suspect that the Hulk Marjorie got is a Franken-Hulk, as every single limb is a different shade of green. And so I think the person just had a whole bunch of Hulks with different broken parts. And it's like, okay, these forearms are good, and this chest is good. And so I'm thinking I'll get my original Hulk out and maybe just find a color-matched replacement leg and re-thread my childhood Hulk. He's going to get his Hulk out. <laughs> Careful, Marjorie. I know. <laughs> what a cool gift, though. Seriously. It is. I was blown away. I was extraordinarily touched, and it took the entire negative pallor off of the day of getting older. <laughs> and a reminder of how long ago you had these. So, <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, you're old. Here's old toys. But I gotta say, when I was photographing these, I suddenly, for the First time in my life, even though I'm only 39, I felt like the 40-year-old virgin because I'm like standing Thor up and I'm scared to death of him falling and the helmet breaking and I'm carefully putting him in a box and I felt like, no, no, oh my God, that's the original, don't open that kind of moment when, <laughs> like when they're trying to sell his toys, that was kind of how I felt. <laughs> I will say out of all of them, I think Iron Man is the creepiest. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. <laughs> It's that human face. Yeah. He looks like something out of Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah. The Tin Man. They made a Wizard of Oz line of Migos. Oh, those are just, I'm sure, full-on nightmare. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He is kind of weird, and the fact that if you look at a couple of the photos, again, he's wearing Iron Man pajamas, but while all of them have boots, he also has, like, these weird glove hands on. It's almost like some kind of restraints over his hand. <laughs> and at the point where the glove ends and the pajamas begin, you can see human arm. <laughs> so it's like he can roll up his sleeves. That's for when he works really hard. Uh, this is like the B-team Avengers. <laughs> so thank you, Marjorie. It was a phenomenal gift and just really impressive. And you're really dense. I am really drunk at the time that you gave them to me, yes. <laughs> She's like, don't you see the theme? Marvel? I think actually you hid them very well in plain sight because, yeah, once you pointed out, like, oh, yeah, look at red and yellow for Iron Man and all that, you know, purple and green for Hulk. It starts to make sense. I did realize that when I think I opened Cap in the blue and Hulk in the green, but what was left was yellow and red. And for some reason, I didn't realize they made an Iron Man, but I knew they made a human torch. And so I kept thinking, oh, is the next one the human torch? Is the next one the human torch? Because they did the whole Fantastic Four. And so I think because of an expectation of the human torch, just not knowing there was an Iron Man threw me off so much because once I started thinking Fantastic Four, then I'm not thinking Avengers. Exactly. But really cool looking, too. Very cool. So thank you again. 
And then before we get into other show news, I do want to provide an update on the ongoing saga of Sideshow. And I need to just... I feel like I've been very down on Sideshow, probably because I have. (laughs) Do we need a theme song for this segment? Is this a new segment? (laughs) Worrying about Sideshow with Arnie Carvalho. (laughs) Well... I did receive my replacement Deadpool body. It took about two and a half weeks from the time they said they were sending it for it to arrive. And it actually arrived two days before my birthday. And Marjorie wouldn't let me open it. Oh, hell no. I'm not going to have you ruin your birthday by opening a sideshow box. (laughs) It's good thinking. I know, right? And like when he says he gets a sideshow box, I'm like, oh, really? Don't open it tonight. I want to have a good night. (laughs) So I did open the Deadpool box and examine the body, and I am keeping this replacement body and sending back the other one. This one is far, far better, and the problems it has, I have to wonder if I would even notice if I wasn't looking for them. It has just a couple of the glossy spots, but nowhere in visible locations, and I don't want the problems I've had with the Deadpool to override a very simple fact. This is a gorgeous freaking piece. It is a really, really well done statue. The reason that I pre-ordered this, and I very rarely pre-ordered, especially a year ago when this came out, any premium formats from Sideshow. I often will just get the non-exclusive edition much cheaper after the fact with gift cards at Sideshow or on eBay. But this one, the musculature is so well sculpted on it. The faces, it comes with two faces, a comic face and what they call the Merc face. And I like the comic face a little better, but both just really convey Deadpool's attitude. It's got 15 pouches, enough pouches that I think Robert Liefeld would be proud. (laughs) And so many buckles too. I actually tweeted to Robert Liefeld and said, do you, have you seen this Deadpool and does it have enough pouches? And while he didn't respond to the pouches, perhaps taking that as a minor slight, he did tell me he has three of the Deadpools. Wow. He probably paid for none of them as he created Deadpool, but he has three. (laughs) Yeah, but I think the best part of this is the base. The base is ungodly tremendous. I can't even describe with the bullets around it. I think it's the best base they've done on a sideshow piece. Looking at all the others you've got out, I think it's by far the best. They really did some good corporate branding of Deadpool, which is wonderfully funny in the Deadpool way. In that he has the Deadpool logo on his belt, then the Deadpool logo on his gloves, and then the base, the top of it, is the Deadpool logo, but then around the base are the bullets, and it is just really cool. He has a good marketing team. Yes. (laughs) He really does. And they did something they've never done before, which actually has caused some problems for people with bad bases. There's an exclusive base and a regular base, and the only difference is the bottom. But usually, when you have a Sideshow exclusive, the difference is an accessory, and then a sticker on the box, and the numbering. And so, if I bought a regular Deadpool, and then went to eBay and bought just the chicken hand, then the chicken's hysterical with dynamite up its backside. You can't say but. I think it... I don't know why he's blowing up the chicken. I don't know what the chicken did to him. I think it's a subtle way of not letting the enemy know that it's an explosive. Plus, he's choking the chicken. He's choking the chicken. Yeah. (laughs) But you could just buy the chicken piece, like, for example, on Vision. 
there's just the exclusive head. So if you bought a regular vision, which is a lot cheaper on eBay than an exclusive vision, and then you found somebody who's just selling the exclusive head, you might save some money and then people wouldn't necessarily know you didn't buy the exclusive. So here they painted the bottom of the Deadpool base, the exclusive one gold, whereas the non-exclusive one has a red painted base bottom. Oh, wow. But one, one person got an exclusive base damaged. There was some concern because Sideshow was kind of out of exclusive bases to replace it with. And that leads me to something else. Deadpool completely sold out. I didn't try to waitlist this one, whereas I do waitlist a few of them and usually have good luck. The regular edition is now waitlist, and the exclusive completely sold out. This is a piece that is really going up in secondary market value, and it's why people who have problems are having so many problems, is Sideshow just doesn't have replacements anymore. Now, I'm glad I fought it as hard as I did, as early as I did, because people who are receiving theirs now and have major problems are told you can have $50 credit, $30 refund, or send it back for a full refund, but there's no way to make it right. Yeah, that's that's scary. Normally, you would think if you're a Deadpool fan, you're going to go ahead and pull the trigger on this right away. And then to not be able to replace it, that would be oh, so frustrating. But it really is a nice piece. The only flaw I can find, and I didn't even find it, Marjorie did, is the calves are a little bit strangely sculpted. He spends too much time on the leg machine that works the lower leg because his calves are ill-proportioned. To the rest of him. <laughs> I almost wondered if that was an intentional homage, because one other thing, if you, Robert Lee felt he's very polarizing. I mean, he did create Deadpool and so many other characters and had a great run in the 90s and went over with Todd McFarlane to image comics. But man, if you ever like do a Google image search for Robert Lee Feld feet, he has just a problem drawing feet. <laughs> so I didn't know if this was like a way of playing on that. But man, just all the accessories he comes with, the mixture of soft goods and solid parts. I mean, the reason I was so upset about getting one with such a mar as the big chest problem I had is because I didn't want to be without this piece. Yeah, this, I mean, we've seen it in person for two years now at, at the cons on the floor and stuff like that. And it's, the one thing of Deadpool that I've seen that gives me hope that someday they can do a live action Deadpool, because my problem with the Deadpool movie has always been his costume just does not lend itself to real life very well. You know, you see all these cosplayers who they wear the Deadpool outfit, but they don't have the body to fill it out, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, they're not working their calves enough. Exactly. But if they could somehow recreate this on a real actor, that would look cool in person. You know, this looks like a little mini person shrunk down to one quarter his normal size. And speaking of mini people, he is kind of built like Stallone with the big barrel chest and kind of smaller legs. Yep. You could see Sly wearing the outfit in the 80s, not today necessarily. Oh, no. Well, it does hide his bad plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could just further mess up his face for his unmasked scenes. <laughs> or just leave it as is for his unmasked scenes. <laughs> He's hideous. Oh, wait, that's just Sly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is a gorgeous piece. Now, I want to also state that 
I've been hanging out a lot in the Sideshow Freaks forums, and I do believe there's a little bit of confirmation bias going on. I mean, by the FTC rules, if Sideshow were sending me stuff free, I would have to state that on the air. I can't get free stuff and not tell you because then I could be being bribed to give good reviews. And if they were sending me stuff free and I've been talking about them the way I have, they'd probably want their stuff back. (laughs) (laughs) But... I pay for my items, and it's just a human mental thing to feel like you want to feel you got your money's worth. So when you buy something expensive, you're naturally more inclined to like it because you don't want to have buyer's remorse and sit there and go, oh my god, I spent my money on what? So anytime you talk to somebody like me who's paid for their items, I think you're going to find a little bit more of a bias towards liking it anyway. So I wanted to say that just to completely disclaim the fact that I really, I mean, the vision that I got, even though it had a couple nicks, I love the paint job. I love the pose. I really love the exclusive head, even though I'll never display it. I love this Deadpool piece. And then I got the big mamma jamma in the week of my birthday, too, and Marjorie wouldn't let me open him. No, I wouldn't, because, again, you needed to have a good birthday. (laughs) And this could be a a problem of epic proportions. Galactus. And I was a little nervous because on the Sideshow Freaks forum, somebody posted in the Deadpool thread, well, it seems like some people are having problems with their Deadpools, but that's nothing compared to what's happening with Galactus. Oh, God. (laughs) Just what you need. (laughs) It's not like somebody's goading you. (laughs) So I did get Galactus, and I took him out, and... This is another absolutely gorgeous piece. This is the largest sideshow piece I've ever purchased. I don't go for those legendary scale figures that are like half sized. We've talked about them on the show, how they look like little people cosplaying. They look like weird, strange people that haunt your house. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like them. They're creepy. Yeah, that's a good point, but this is approximately the same size as those quarter scale figures. It's close. It's still several inches shorter, but from base to tip of helmet, this is a little over 30 inches, so almost a yard of Galactus. Now, I did head over to the Galactus forums because I'm like, oh god, what am I in for? And yes, I I think I'm a little oversensitive. I started examining it as I'm unpacking. What's wrong with it? And the base... Man, I brought Marjorie down for a judge's ruling on this because I'm like, are those fingerprints in the base where somebody in the factory touched it while the paint was still wet? Or is it weathered? Because the entire base has this weird kind of weathered look to it. And I'm like, is that an unintentional scratch or is that an intentional scratch to weather the look? Oh, jeez. And this is a handcrafted product. You can't just go online and tell what the others are, because I think no two Galacti are going to be the same. Do you feel like a crime scene examiner at this point when you're (laughs) unboxing your... (laughs) I'm trying to get away from that. I'm like, did all of my premium formats have minor issues, minor scuffs and things, but because I wasn't so carefully looking for them, I didn't notice. And that's something else I've learned from being on the Sideshow Freaks forums is you're never going to find perfection. If perfection's what you're looking for, then you're going to have troubles. There's, you're, If you look hard enough, if you break out a magnifying glass, you'll find a problem with any piece. But I took it out, and the base has this strange kind of 
breadcrumb topping. I think it's supposed to be some kind of rust material. It's like they blew it on the base. It gets everywhere. When I'm taking photos, it just falls off. Ooh, so it's like a flocking? Yes. That's not right. It adds a lot to the dimension of the base. But again, because no two are the same, some are coming with almost none of this. Like it just didn't get much on and it fell off in shipment. And then there's some that come like mine where it's virtually caked over the whole thing for a nice rust effect. Well, never fear. They're going to send out a shaker full of this rust and some spray adhesive and people can fix it themselves at home. Well, I think that... Maybe it's just poor application because I I expect some of it to come off. Maybe they just didn't blow all the loose stuff off at the factory. But when you touch it, it does kind of come off on your hands and it did get everywhere. Yeah, I kept having to dust roll my table while taking photographs of this because it's like, well, every time I turn it, a little more dust is left. (laughs) It looks like like the Lowry seasoning salt. Yes. Yes. Then Galactus himself, gorgeous piece. I love the metallic purple on him. He comes with two heralds. You can go with no herald, you can go with Nova, or you can go with the surfer. And Nova and the surfer attach to his wrist so they look like they're flying and hovering there. But they did something to him, and this is what I think the person was referring to with nothing like the problem with Galactus. They kind of gave a black speckling to the entire statue. And again, because it's done by hand, it almost feels like modern art. Like somebody stood across the room, maybe eight feet away from Galactus, dipped a paintbrush in black and flung it at the statue and it landed where it may. It's probably not too far off from actuality. I mean, that's how you speckle paint. Yeah. And mine has a even speckling across the entire body. And Marjorie saw it and was like, oh my God, what's wrong with the paint? But thank God I went to the Sideshow Freeze forums and was prepared for this because some people did think that their statue was just poorly painted and there were black spots visible everywhere. And finally, through conversations with Sideshow and conversations among themselves, they realized that this is a speckling to kind of separate this Galactus from the Hasbro toy and give it more of a dimension. And yeah, what the people on the forums are calling it is the cosmic dust. Cosmic dust. That was a big problem in the 70s. I think that was a drug, right? (laughs) It was, yes. (laughs) But, I mean, this piece is so gorgeous, and I'm looking at it, and I'm taking pictures of it, and it is so heavy. It is monstrously heavy. I needed Marjorie's help to turn it on my photo table, because if I just rotated it, it just took my photo backdrop with it, and it would just twist around it. So I'd have to lift this Galactus off. And I mean, the shipping weight of the box was about 33 pounds, and I'd say maybe three of it was box. So this is a heavy, large piece. You need to make sure you have someplace in your house where you can put this before you order him i'm really enjoying the way that they handled the different faces i was wondering how they were going to do that like i didn't think they'd give you two full heads because that's a pretty big part of the statue but the removable faceplate that's kind of cool yeah you get the angry face and the calm face i kind of like the calm face a little better because galactus rarely gets angry he's kind of above such emotions but you do get both And because I'm getting a little bit picky, I'm like, well, on the one hand, there's a gap around where the face sits in the head. But on the other hand, I think it looks really nice the way they did it. You got to be careful. They use some really strong super magnets on this. His wings on the side of his head, his face and his hands are all connected with magnets. 
you start getting these things close to attach and they're going to get sucked on. The same thing with Deadpool's hands. The magnets just pull together, right? But if you aren't using every bit of your strength to guide this, you're going to chip the paint. Okay, this sounds like operation. It is a little bit. I mean, you cannot attach Deadpool's hands and not chip the paint. Fortunately, you're chipping it in completely invisible places. You're chipping it inside where it connects, assuming you're not missing your mark entirely. But both Galactus's hands and Deadpool's hands, if you remove inside the little socket there, you'll see where the paint's already rubbed. So changing Galactus's face, that was like operation. It's like, I am not going to let you pull this magnet. I am going to place it so carefully because there's not really a hidden spot around that face. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be nerve wracking. It was. And moving Galactus is nerve wracking. I'm going to tell you, if you buy Galactus, he's gorgeous. I mean, to quote Ferris Bueller, if you have the means, I highly recommend picking one up. (laughs) If you can lift 30 pounds, pick one up. (laughs) I mean, this is a put it in its place and don't freaking move it kind of statue. But he feels sturdy, which helps when you're lifting him. At first, I was kind of afraid because one, I was touching him. You don't touch the sideshow stuff. But I was afraid he'd be, you know, frail or lopsided or anything. But if you grab him by his legs and lift him up, he's pretty sturdy. So it's not like if you look at him wrong, he's going to break. I would be careful because I could tell, again, I'm being very observant more so than I used to be. The boots are their own manufactured piece. And then they've glued the body on at the boots. And you can see a little bit of glue marks and paint. I would pull by the boot if you're removing them from the base. Do not pull by the leg because my fear is that glue would be a weak point if you're doing a lot of pulling. But again, a nice, nice piece. They did a great job with it. And I did remove and replace that face over a dozen times for photographs because it was so hard to rotate him that I'd get him in a position, take all the pictures with one face, then all the pictures with the other face, and then all the pictures with no Harold, one Harold, the other Harold. (laughs) You know what's coming soon now because they made this. They're going to make Sentinels in this size. Well, I got to wonder if they will or not, because I guess they could, but it's not like this is in scale with any of Sideshow's other stuff. I mean, you set it next to a premium format, and it's maybe half again as tall, but it's not nearly in scale with a premium format. You look at how big the Silver Surfer is, and Sideshow's never made anything that tiny. Right. I mean, I would be tempted to not display it with any of the Heralds and just let it be a centerpiece in a in a Marvel Universe display. Yeah, I think it would be almost good enough. But you know what somebody did on the Sideshow Freaks forums, and I am so doing this too, is they took one of the Eagle Moss figures of Silver Surfer, and the Eagle Moss ones are those ones that come with the magazines, and they cost anywhere between 10 and 20 bucks, depending where you buy them, but the little metal figures that are distributed by Diamond Select. Right. That is almost perfectly to scale, and you can put the Silver Surfer Eagle Moss in the hand of Galactus. Oh, that's cool. And so I have ordered off eBay for 12 bucks an Eagle Moss Silver Surfer to display with him. <laughs> but you, if you want to go complete, you could get like the Eagle Moss Fantastic Four and set them around the base like they're trying to fight off Galactus. I mean, you could do so many things. You could go Secret Wars and get some Eagle Moss figures there. But that's the right scale if you want to enhance your display a little bit. It's still a little bit big, but not bad. And Galactus has been drawn so many different sizes anyway. Yeah, I'm still not positive how he eats an entire planet, but... 
Oh, he doesn't like put it in his mouth. He stands there and absorbs the energy. <laughs> no, he eats it like an apple. <laughs> now, Galactus also has another feature. He lights up. And the base inside this grate is this like purple plastic type of thing. And when you plug it in, it does not come with batteries. Some of the Sideshow stuff is battery powered or AC adapter. This is AC adapter only. The base lights up. And then underneath Galactus's face, and he looks so weird when you remove his face, are two LEDs to light up his eyes, and then his chest lights up. Or so I hear. You haven't tried? Oh, I've tried. Oh. It just doesn't work. Oh, come on. I know, <laughs> I know. But we did what Sideshow suggested, and we got some Q-tips and some rubbing alcohol, and cleaned the contacts. Yeah, I, I called them this time, because my emails with William hadn't necessarily seemed quite effective and i thought maybe there's something i'm missing maybe there's a hidden switch because the base lit up maybe galactus needs to be turned on himself so i called them and what they said and it reminded me i had the similar problem with a darth maul light up lightsaber and they go well sometimes the paint can get on the contact so what you need is some rubbing alcohol and some cotton balls and rub the contacts well first of all I said, okay, while you're on the phone with me, I'm going to try to take him out of the base. Because I had only inserted him in the base once, and I couldn't get him back out. I was pulling and pulling, and he was not coming. I was scared to death of breaking him as I pulled him off the base. And so I said, listen, you're telling me to take him off the base. I'm going to put you on speakerphone, and I'm going to try. Because if his breaks off at the knee, I want you to be the responsible party on this one. <laughs> And fortunately, with Marjorie's help, she pushed down on the base, I pulled up on the boots, and Galactus did move. And I cleaned the contacts like they said. They didn't send me any rubbing alcohol in their little cleaning kit, so we had to go to Walgreens. <laughs> I don't know if rubbing alcohol is such a staple. They said it for Maul and they said it for Galactus. They should have included a little vial. But you can't ship flammable items. Ah... They didn't ship Q-tips either. No, they didn't. So we cleaned the contacts as best I could. I mean, this plug is really recessed on the base, and I certainly was scared of getting this rubbing alcohol, which they told me would remove the paint anywhere on the base. So I'm using Q-tips and cotton swabs, but... And then they told me to try reseeding him. Well, once I realized I could get him off the base, I did remove him many times to keep taking more photos. So I've reseated him on the base a good half dozen times, and he just won't light up. Well, that's a shame. I'd also like to point out, as far as I know, rubbing alcohol does not remove paint. Usually you need turpentine. Or acetone. Mineral spirits, something like that. They said rubbing alcohol. So then I'm driving home from work a couple days later, and my phone rings. It's a strange number. I assume it's Sue from Cardholder Services telling me she's going to lower my credit card rates. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine how i felt when i hear arnie this is william from sideshow oh, now he's calling me <laughs> <laughs> and i gotta think that there is a file on me and like what is wrong with him why is it that he's ordered four items or had four items delivered in the past three weeks and he's opened rmas on three of them i and one person on the <laughs> Facebook page it was very funny. They called it like a Munchausen syndrome for sideshow products. <laughs> if all they have is a file on you, Arnie, I'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have surveillance on you. 
listen, I I am basically frame by frame photographing this. They can be, I'll happily set up a video of me setting this stuff up. But William was calling about Galactus. I don't even know necessarily that he associated the Vision and the Deadpool because I still have this Deadpool body he never sent me a label for. I still haven't received my $50 credit from Sideshow on my Mary Jane. So he was calling about Galactus. He goes, well, I see you have a problem with your Galactus. And what I need you to do is get some rubbing alcohol and start cleaning the tips. And I go, yeah, okay. And also, have you tried reseeding him and making sure that the pin isn't bent in the base? And if it's bent, straightening it. All the stuff Christina, who I talked to the first night, said. And finally, I'm like, yeah, William, I've reseeded him half a dozen times or more at this point, And I've cleaned him. I talked to Christina, and that's what she told me to do. And none of it's helped. He goes, oh, I didn't realize you talked to someone. So what we're going to do is a complete replacement of this product we're gonna send you a shipping label and you send it back to us and then we'll send you a whole new galactus base and all uh. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly first galactus's box is freaking huge it's huge it's like above my waist it's well above my waist it's almost to my nipples and oh my i'm God. not a tall tall man but i'm not a legendary scale figure either <laughs> Oh, it's just, it's another waiting game. It's not just another waiting game, but what about the next one? I actually really like the flocking on my base. Will the next one have no flocking? Uh, Do you have to send it back before they send the other one? I do, and I'm wondering, this is the first time I've ever had to do that. And I am kind of wondering if they're like, we need to see for sure that he's not just dicking us around. Why would I dick them around? Why would I go through that? I don't know, but... (laughs) You just like waiting for things to come in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, I have to pack up Galactus. I have to get the box back out of storage because the very first thing I did was store that box. I did not want to see that box again. And based upon Deadpool and Black Widow, they'd sent me replacements and then I would box up my parts and send it back to them. I've never had to send it back first. But I think because... Also, my Silver Surfer was bent, and this is a very common problem, too. The way they pack it, his surfboard, it's a very malleable plastic. It bends upward, so it gets like this weird kind of snowboard tip instead of a surfboard. It's a natural list. (laughs) It's kind of an unnatural list, although some people have said they've been able to fix it with, you know, kind of like the boil and straighten method. Ah, yeah, it looks like he's he's staring right at it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So I got to box this thing up. I have to get the box back out of storage and box it up. I do understand, though, I've got a bad Silver Surfer, and we don't know is the problem the base or the Galactus. So it does kind of make sense to send me an entire new one. And I am in luck. Galactus is considered a limited edition, but this is a little strange, too. There's no edition size on it. Mm. So it's limited, kind of the same way a Hasbro figure is limited. They're going to make them until they stop making them. It's like my boss always says, it's it's a limited edition, limited to the amount that I'll make to sell. Mm-hmm. We'll keep making them. So there's plenty of these in stock right now. <laughs> so I'm not so worried. <laughs> you know, but it is cool that it has the AC adapter plug-in. Because this is the type of piece that you could just leave plugged in all the time and not have to worry about battery leakage or batteries running out. I completely agree with that. That said, I still say that light-up features on collectibles are rarely worth it. How often do you go and turn on your hot toys? How often do you go and turn on your statues? It If they didn't have a light-up feature on Galactus, I still would have bought him. 
and then I wouldn't have had a problem. I think that kind of speaks to what I'm saying is like, since it's not battery operated, you could almost plug it in and forget it. It's almost like a lamp. Yeah. Just leave it on all the time. Well, you could just put them on like a timer thing and turn them on at night and turn them off. Like we have a timer thing for our home automation and we can set times for things to turn on and off. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's a nice feature, but light up features on expensive statues sometimes feel a little gimmicky to me. It's like the Hasbro toy can light up. It's You're not proving anything to me by showing me you can put a light bulb in something anymore. <laughs> Very true, especially when it doesn't work. Yeah. So I still love Sideshow. I mean, this Galactus is just impressive. I'm looking right now. At eight premium formats, five maquettes, and three legendary scale busts just in my recording studio. They're gorgeous, gorgeous pieces. And I think that's why I fight so hard. If they were making crap, it would be so easy to walk away. Thus, a new motto for Arnie. I just, I look at Kotobuki. I just got my Kotobuki a Daredevil statue in this week. And they took the sword out of the base. They just removed it from production. It was shown in early models. And they go, well... We found out it could break, and we don't want to have a lot of breakage. And so we're just not going to make things that'll break easily. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, Kodo, why won't you do the character selection and some of the dynamic poses of Sideshow? Because, man, I just love that commitment to quality. Definitely. Finally, this past weekend, we went to a convention in St. Louis. It was a very small convention. It was called Project Comic-Con. I think the project is spreading the word about Comic-Con. It was held in a hotel ballroom, which sometimes they are. Heavy on the artists. I would say the artists outnumbered the vendors like 10 to 1. Wow. Sounds like an old school Comic-Con. Yeah, it was mostly an artist alley, and there were three or four booths selling stuff. I did get a Johnny Blaze toy biz 10 inch figure and marjorie got a what would deadpool do t-shirt it's very cool it just says ww deadpool's logo d question mark nice it was really small i also say it was heavy on the cosplay per capita there were more cosplayers than i think even at san diego and i say per capita because maybe there were 200 attendees yeah <laughs> I, I, it wasn't a huge convention it, it was you know not like overwhelming it, again it was held in a hotel ballroom in a, a shopping, small hotel yeah ballroom. in a shopping center kind of area it was it was a fun little con the primary reason i went is artist todd knock who i follow on twitter he does spider-man and we went to see him at comic-con to try to get a sketch cover and he doesn't really take lists you just have to wait and people cut in line in front of us in comic-con we had a ton of stuff to do so we couldn't spend hours waiting and i'm like Well, at this con, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot competing for our attention. No, no. So, but because he wasn't quite as busy as usual, he was taking lists, and I got this awesome Spider-Hulk sketch cover. That is pretty darn sweet. I was going to get Green Goblin at uh, Comic-Con, but for some reason I had a thought that morning of Spider-Hulk, since he does Spider-Man, and I don't know what got that up my ass, but he'd never drawn one before, and it really came out well. He drew that that day? Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. I, like, paid him at 10 and picked it up at 2. Wow. There's a lot of detail for a couple hours worth of work there. Yeah, he did a tremendous, tremendous job. There was also an artist there, Joe Dodd, who, Justin, I know you have some of his art on your Spider-Man action figures. The kids line that we used to get where we have the Shocker from Canada and the Rhino. Oh, yeah. 
Joe Dodd did all of that art and he was selling some lithographs. I picked up because my favorite figure of that entire line was that armored rhino, a rhino versus Spider-Man in the subway car. And it's clearly the toys. Rhino has the armor plates and Spider-Man has his backpack on, but it's just a cool little lithograph. That is cool looking. Yeah, that's a, that's a good, especially the rhino. Yeah, he did a lot of detail on that Rhino. I was really tempted. He's going to do a couple more cons, but he says Project Comic-Con, it's real close to where he lives. So he's going to be there every year. This was their third year doing it. I almost picked up this cool Spider-Man carnage fighting in front of Rockefeller Center. And you can see the sculpture at Rockefeller Center. And it had the carnage with the axe hand like the toy had. It was also really cool. But I just picked up this one. I was I was being a little conservative. <laughs> Well, both of them are very nice pieces. But I was really in St. Louis also to hit Toys R Us, because we'll talk about it in... The Spectacular Store Report. So, I ran by Toys R Us the other day, and I keep kind of popping in hoping to find some new Marvel Universe figures, because that seems to be about the only thing shipping right now. And I was kind of disappointed because they didn't have anything new, and I I turned the corner to go to that, that area that has Wolverine and... Avengers and all that stuff. And lo and behold, what did I find? The new three and three quarter inch Thor figures are out. I had just seen that the night before on Facebook posted on Toy Arc. And there were just a couple close ups of the dark elf figure, but I knew they were out and I wasn't sure how widespread. I never found them at the Toys R Us's in St. Louis or here in Springfield, but you got them there. And I didn't look too hard because I'm like, these will show up ours it's just a question of when yeah it's definitely one of those i'm more excited to have found something new that i wasn't expecting than i am over you know the rarity of these but (laughs) there's a few surprises in this wave well maybe not a few did we know about marvel's curse yes we did know but i hadn't seen a picture okay yeah it seems like it might be a little bit of a, a movie spoiler because it looks like something that i've never seen before he actually looks like an orc from the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> but just, I mean, a quick overview of these. I haven't opened them yet, but the sculpts look incredible. They all look very, very nice. And another thing that stands out to me is none of these have play feature gimmicks or play feature accessories. So they look very clean and collectory on the card. You follow what I'm saying there? It's like there's nothing drawing away from the actual figure itself. That is awesome. I mean, yeah, there's no projectile things off to the right hand side. Yeah, I saw the pictures and I agree. And it's just such a drastic change from what they did with the Wolverine movie line. It just I think there's someone at Marvel themselves going to Hasbro going, all right, you're going to make these figures really good because this is our movie. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, the the artwork they're using for Thor is a nice deep illustration almost like a photorealistic illustration and it's i mean it's a little drab but i think that's on purpose you know i mean i think it's following the theme of the movie it's called the dark world so it's a little muted in colors and stuff like that and the bubbles have like a little bit of a ridge to them i almost thought it was you know when plastic kind of melts and warps a little bit it gets that kind of little bubbly effect going on i thought maybe mine was bad but then i looked at it closer and it's actually sculpted like that there's these little ridges Almost like it's supposed to be his hammer, possibly. Weird. But yeah, it's just, it's a nice, clean presentation of the figure. Going back to the day before we needed to entice kids with things that spring out and pop all over the place. I mean, there's there's two Thors, a Loki, 
and then this Marvel curse who looks like an orc, and then the Dark Elf. And that's why I didn't order the case, because you've just named the entire line. Maybe just the wave, if it's successful, they'll do a second wave, but at this moment, that's what we know the entire line of figures to be. And I can't justify buying 12 for 5. Exactly. Especially when there's only one Dark Elf in that case. Yeah, that would be the one I'd want multiples of if I wanted multiples of any. But I am looking forward to those. How much were they? They are nine ninety nine, like any other figure. Well, not like any other. I mean, the Wolverines were 6. Right. So... Any other articulated figure. Well, that is very cool that those are showing up already. I'm getting more and more excited for Loki 2, The Dark World. <laughs> Loki 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> you mentioned Marvel Universe figures shipping, and I've gotten three cases of those in this week. <laughs> Holy cow. Were these the ones that were marked October? Yeah. Awesome. So I now have in my hand, and these are showing up in stores as well, figures 1 through 22 of the 2013 Marvel Universe line. Wow. And because these are renumbered, I mean, I've picked them all up, but so many of them are figures we've had before, as we were discussing on our last show when we were kind of running through this. I mean, you look at just the first wave of eight figures, and... In there was a repacked Silver Surfer, but painted different. A repacked Iron Fist, that's really a totally new Iron Fist. It's the white one repainted, but like it becomes a new figure at that point. And a new black costume Spider-Man, a new Iron Spider-Man. You get to the second wave, you get Astonishing Wolverine, which I cannot tell if that yellow is slightly different than the older Astonishing Wolverine. But because most of these variants are different, I'm... Inclined to believe that on the ones where I don't think there's a difference, there's a difference so subtle I can't catch it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And so I'm looking to you listeners to tell me on a few of these figures. But Astonishing Wolverine, I think, is slightly more banana yellow. Figure 10 is Thanos, which is the same sculpt as Thanos as before, but in addition to a new card with a new number, now you lose a hand. He came before with a regular hand and a gauntlet hand, an infinity gauntlet. Here, you only get the infinity gauntlet. Yeah, and this one I was surprised that, you know, since they are doing these slight changes, that they didn't use the comic pack head on this color. Because remember he had a different smile on that comic pack, darker version? Mm Mm-hmm. That would have been something they could have done here to make it obvious that it was a new figure. Yeah, I think he's a slightly deeper shade of purple, too. It's possible. The figure 11 Wolverine has a much more metallic silver paint. It's almost like that San Diego Comic-Con exclusive X-Force Wolverine now. Yeah, actually he goes well with the exclusive Archangel. Mm -hmm. For 12 Dark Hawkeye, I can't tell a difference. I really can't. And the same with 13 Red Hulk. Yeah, and if there is any difference in either of those, I'm not seeing it. And remember the old... The old shiny versus dull Red Hulk that ended up not being a variant. That was just something that happened at the factory. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything's a variant if you want it to be. I have a Spider-Man, black Spider-Man, who has a black dot on his eye. Is that a variant or an error? Depends on how <laughs> anal you are. It's a variant. A variant? <laughs> but yeah, with Hawkeye, there's been so many releases of that Hawkeye in comic packs and team packs carded a couple different times so i don't i wouldn't even know where to begin to look for differences on that one anymore yeah the 14 spider-man sadly i mean this would have been a great time to get baghead spider-man back out there they didn't they instead went with the previous spider-man that was 
alternating with Ultimate Spider-Man, and I can't really tell a difference from the figure that was shipping just eight months ago. And still on shelves. I mean, that one's a bit of a head-scratcher. He looks maybe a little brighter painted, a little more animated paint, but... And remember, they were due in the very first wave that different paint styles of Spider-Man, but man, having them next to each other, it's so minimal. I think I've developed Spider-Man blindness anymore. I mean, seriously, anything that's in his standard costume, I just, I can't see it anymore. Like, give me the Miles Morales, give me the Future Foundation, give me the Baghead. Please. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Anything in his regular outfit, I just, so many variants over the years, I just, I can't care anymore. There was the black and red, the dark blue and red, the blue and red, the new sculpt, same switches again. It's just, ugh. There's got to be, we're going to do a lineup of all the Spider-Mans at some point. There's going to be 35 of them. 15 Punisher, I think, has a bit more of a wash on his skull on the chest. It's possible. The thing that's weird about that, if you look on the back of the card, they're showing the original release of the Punisher. That one that they were embarrassed by. Yeah. yeah. The one that made me decide not to buy Marvel Universe figures way back when. (laughs) They're way too big a head, the hands that don't hold anything. But it's, no, it's the more recent release of Punisher. And I saw him at the store and I picked him up thinking, oh, look, he's wearing a black outfit now. Thinking that the other one was like kind of a blue. No, they're the exact same color. But there there is a slight difference in the skull paint, right? Like around the pec area? That's possible. I didn't look that close at it because, like you said, all of these are almost like an Easter egg hunt. And I was trying <laughs> to look for the more obvious ones. And the thing that caught my eye there I thought was a color change. But it's, yeah, I mean... Eventually, we're going to have to put these side by side and see what the differences are. And it's possible that when I did that, I just, one of mine has a problem, too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking to the listeners for some validation here. Then Wave 3, got it, Nova, which is a repack again that I can't really tell a difference on. Yeah, I couldn't see anything different there either. Those I did hold up next to each other, and that seems to be just a straight repack. I was completely wrong, and I really should have bit on eBay when I was doing my searches for Dagger and Cloak and Abomination and A-Bomb. And for some reason, Cloak and Abomination were the expensive ones. Now you can get those for retail on eBay, and Dagger and A-Bomb are 50 bucks a figure. Yikes. And sure enough, I got in my case Cloak and Abomination. 17 is Cloak, and I'm hoping that when Waves 4 or 5 ship, which list Marvel Knights figure that it's going to be Dagger, but if not, 50's not horrible. Yeah. I'm thinking that's what it is. I mean, if we hadn't seen a good number of these on eBay already, they're produced, and it sounds like they have these cases slated out for the remainder of the year. I can't imagine that they have these announced variants and they're going to just keep shipping these two. Yeah, it looks like a nice figure. I have not had a chance to get them off the card. We'll do detailed, loose reviews of these later. But I just wanted to run down for listeners who are hitting the stores. These are shipping. Then you get the Marvel Now Iron Man. Trotter Man. He's just a repaint of the modular Iron Man that we got before in the gold and red. I kind of like the colors on him. It's definitely different than any Iron Man we've had before, which was hard to do. Yeah. He stands out for sure. But he kind of looks like Black Spider-Man if you just don't look at his head. Mm-hmm. Or with, the, the, yeah. with the lines on his chest, you could easily mistake him for Black Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Almost does have the Spider-Man logo going on there. Then 19, Abominations. And I did not get A-Bomb, but I got Abomination. And he's a good, chunky figure. Yeah, he's based on the recent Rhino body. 20 is that redone Ghost Rider where... 
I know we said before the whole head was translucent. When I really got in and looked at him, I think it is, but they really painted that skull solidly. Yeah, I think that example we were looking at on eBay, they made a may have lit it up in a different way to make it look more translucent. But I happened to get this figure myself and was a little bit disappointed by how much paint was on his skull. But it's still a cool rework of the figure because they used the long shot body, which has more articulation than the previous Ghost Rider release. So this is an all new Ghost Rider figure. For all intents and purposes. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. 21 Gray Hulk, another all new figure of a character we've had before using that more articulated body and a new face. Is it a new face? I hadn't seen this face before, at least. I, I can't remember where it's from. I couldn't, in looking at my figures quickly, notice this kind of downward smiling Hulk. Hmm. Have to wait and see when I get that. But I, from the pictures I saw, I think it's just the same as the, the other, the Red Hulk and the Green Hulk's face. It just might look different in gray. No, the Red Hulk has his teeth gnashed. Red Hulk hmm. is usually gritting his teeth. It might be the same as Green Hulk, but I just, it looked different to me. Maybe it's because it's in gray. Once again, listeners, help us out. And then number 22, Baron Zemo, new figure. Yeah, and this is helping folks out who didn't have a chance to get their hands on that three-pack from Comic-Con last year. And it's slightly different from that figure yet. New boots. He's wearing cap boots now. But he still comes with that Han Solo blaster. Yeah, so these are all shipping to stores now, and we got two more waves to go. And I'm really trying to not be the cooler, because I have eBay save searches up for A-Bomb and Dagger. And it's so tempting to just be like, okay, I got it done. I got it taken care of. And I know, I know that I'm just doomed no matter what. If I order them on eBay, then I'm going to get a notice from Entertainment Earth or Big Bad Toy Store. Hey, your case is shipped. And I'm going to open it up and there's Dagger and A-Bomb. <laughs> but if I don't order them on eBay, I'm going to open it up and there's Abomination and Cloak. <laughs> Whatever will you do? It's like Schrodinger's cat. Until I open the box, Cloak is neither dead nor alive. <laughs> yeah, I don't I just I don't think it's time to push the panic button yet. These are just now starting to ship and like we've said before, there's so many cases of these coming out and every retailer has space for Marvel Universe for once, you know? So, I'm hoping some of these start coming in and selling through and we'll see a lot of these on the shelves. If not, in a month from now, I might start pitching the panic button and going to eBay for some of these ones that I haven't seen yet. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm sitting, too. I'm going to try to play a medium game. Medium game is a good way to say it. Pull out your pitching wedge. Hey, speaking of cases of figures, I found something at Toys R Us that's a little strange. I can't recall, other than in the Toy Biz days, seeing action figure carrying cases for Marvel. But is there a Iron Man 3 action figure carrying case? Whoa, if there is, I haven't seen it. I was at Toys R Us, and I was bored and just browsing, and I see this Iron Man 3 carrying case, and it's kind of a vinyl material. Of, oh, it's kind of like a lunchbox. Yeah, similar to, like, the non-tin lunchboxes, and it has these compartments that I don't know what you'd use for if not for action figures. They're a little bit big for three and three quarter inch figures, but I'm like, is this actually a case intended to hold figures and accessories? Makes sense for all those assembler parts. I mean, I have just a ton of assembler parts floating around because you can't use them all at once. I might buy this. I was toying with the idea, and this week at Toys R Us, the friends and family discount gets you 20% off. 
So if you go to their Facebook page, you can get a coupon. It's $25. You get 20% off that. That's 20 bucks. It could be a good place to store your assembler parts. Yeah, and kind of nostalgic, too. It's kind of shaped like the old Darth Vader or C-3PO type of carrying case. Yeah. Just a head and shoulder type of thing. And it's normally, it's in there with all that other Iron Man stuff you're not going to really pay attention to, like those drastic flying toys and the (laughs) role play stuff. And this one just caught my eye because it was a carrying case. And I'm like, is that really to carry figures? (laughs) Oh, that's that's pretty cool, actually. It would have been cooler if it was a big molded plastic piece, but still, for all intents and purposes, I think this could work. And also at Toys R Us, hey, it's September, so let's get out the Christmas items. Yes. What the hell? That's what happens. I have a new job where I deal with retail and wholesale now, and I will tell you our Christmas line is debuting on January 3rd, and that's Christmas for 2014. And all those orders will be placed by March and ready to ship by the summer. Ugh. <laughs> Christmas creep. Jeez. I felt like a creep taking pictures in the Christmas aisle in (laughs) September, but there are a ton of Spider-Man and Avengers Christmas ornaments out there if you're wanting to stock up. That Iron Man one looks pretty cool. It's not bad. I still am sticking to the Hallmark keepsake ornaments. I'm trying not to get into these kind of cheaper ornaments, and I'm just not a huge fan of the Mark 42 armor, but it is only eight bucks. But let's talk about Captain America for a second, because he looks like the Tick. (laughs) Doesn't it? The face looks like the Tick. That's Huge chin. Yep. (laughs) And the big eyes. I knew he looked like something. You've pegged it entirely. And I'm sorry. Uh, The Iron Man one is cool. Absolutely. I think that's great. But again, I stick to the Hallmark Marvel because that's so much easier in my head. And a lot nicer quality. They are really good quality at Hallmark. Plus, you get to know the Hallmark ladies, and they're really sweet. But- Enough with the Spider-Man crouching pose, because it always looks like he's taking the dump. (laughs) And it just bugs me. I've got problems, people. He's another character that you could have done in a pose that lends itself to swinging from a branch. You know, that's why I think I like the Iron Man, because it makes sense that he'd be floating. That that cap is just running in midair. That doesn't make (laughs) much sense to me, but... (laughs) He's doing the running man. (laughs) Better than doing the Roger Rabbit. Yes. Too early for Christmas. All right, let's talk Halloween items then. It's about time. All the costumes are out, all the pails are out, but there's a couple of actually really cool things. One of our listeners posted to our Facebook page, over at Hot Topic, a store I would never go to if a listener hadn't sent me there. They have some kick-ass Marvel costume stuff, like nasty Venom and anti-Venom masks with like 18-inch tongues. (laughs) Those do look pretty good. I had to really fight myself to not buy that anti-venom. It was 26 bucks. I'm like, what am I going to do with it? Marjorie said use it for sexy time, but I'm Yeah, not- you know, it's got the tongue. It'd be kind of fun, right? <laughs> In a really creepy deprived type of way, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I am creepy and deprived. You're not deprived, you're depraved. There's a difference. Oh, you're right. <laughs> so, sorry, I didn't mean to question your manhood, Arnie. <laughs> They also have a much cheaper, Justin, for your sexy time, a Deadpool cloth gimp mask. (laughs) It's not really a gimp mask, but once I started thinking about using it for sex, it became one. Can you imagine wearing that and maybe just like a utility belt and trying to have me, oh, let's do some cosplay tonight, sweetie. Wear the Deadpool mask. What happens at Dragon Con stays at Dragon Con. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Another one in the if you want to get a divorce column. <laughs> and they also have like a Deadpool semi cosplay t shirt. Like if you wanted to put a mask on, it becomes a costume, and if you don't, it's just a t shirt. <laughs> oh yeah. Where they print most of the costume on the front. Uh huh. <laughs> but those were much cooler than anything we saw, like Toys R Us costumes. Yeah, I mean, at least they're trying here. Those masks, I keep going back to them. Those are really cool. Looking. Aren't they? Like, you could almost put that on a mannequin head and have a life-sized replica. Those are really nice masks for 25 bucks. One, A couple of listeners have emailed and said they couldn't help picking them up. I mean, these things are nasty with the veiny tongues. They're really gross. Ugh. I guess you could buy one and answer the door at Halloween when we give out candy. <laughs> Venom has a massive underbite, though. Well, he can't afford orthodontia right now. The health plan does not include it for villains. I think that anti-venom has the same underbite. I do think it's a, like a repaint type thing going on a little bit, but... I mean, they just look so cool. And for Anti-Venom to get one, I mean, he's kind of a newer character and he's theoretically dead already. I mean, he didn't last long in the MU. So that's, it was just really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with those. Yeah. Maybe some Carnage ones will show up. I'm going to Walgreens today to buy something, which Walgreens, yes, I know, not really hip on Marvel stuff. But the Iron Man Mighty Mugs, which wave undeterminate, are on clearance now for 99 cents. Just a tip, guys. <laughs> Wave one. Eh. I'm sure. But they've got Spider-Man pumpkins. It's one of those foam pumpkins, you know, that you can buy and carve yourself. But this one's already carved and has the Spider-Man eyes and the webbing on it. So I'm going to buy a couple of those, depending on the size and what sizes they have. And we've got two big topiary things outside our front entryway that I'm going to make a little Halloween-y Spider-Man-y thing. That's kind of cool looking, actually. It is, isn't it? It's really neat. Plus, I didn't have to do the work of carving it and having it look like something else and someone be like, oh, that's Spider-Man? Yeah, it's it's the carved-in webbing that really sells it. Yeah, without the webbing, you wouldn't even necessarily know it's Spider-Man. But with the webbing and the fact that the vertical lines look almost like pumpkin lines coming down from the stem, I, I was really impressed when listener Mitch sent that in to us. Finally, if going to Walgreens for toys isn't bad enough, I had to make the dreaded trek to the Disney store. I do not like going to the Disney store. First of all, their aisles are too narrow. I don't know if it's just our Disney store in St. Lupus, but (laughs) you can barely get in. There were like a group of eight fathers playing with swords that made clinking sounds like Peter Pan swords. They were sword fighting in the entryway. And I couldn't get past the fathers to get to my toys. And then you get in there and then they're playing that music. And there's grandmas with probably great grandmas. I forget people are babies having babies. And this like 90 year old woman with some six year old kids. And they're trying to figure out where the line is. All I want is my diamond select figures. (laughs) I tried on tiaras. (laughs) Yeah, it's a world of laughter. I'm in the world of tears. (laughs) I'm kind of glad my Disney store closed down. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have one here. We have to travel to go to one, fortunately. But they do have the exclusive battle-damaged Mark 42 Diamond Select, which is kind of skippable, although the Mark 42 never did quite work right, so maybe battle-damaged is more appropriate. But if you have one Mark 42, the other one, unless you're a completist, is a little skippable. And the unskippable Iron Patriot. Yeah. And that's the exclusive one, huh? Keep in mind, the people making the toys, Kotobukiya, they didn't know that that War Machine armor wasn't going to be in the movie. Right. 
So they made the War Machine, and then Disney wanted an exclusive repaint, and here comes the Iron Patriot, and it is a gorgeous paint job. They did a great job with the metallic paint, but it is a Disney store exclusive. But rather than go on a weekend again, I think I'll just order online and pay the shipping. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very loud and very stimulant, heavy store. So when you go in there, it is often headache-inducing, and I feel like I'm going to get the shakes sometimes. Maybe have an epileptic fit. Yes, it's just not very good. And there's screaming children everywhere, rude parents, and not very fun. (laughs) And always in a mall, which is, you know, an automatic minus right away. But malls almost always have a Sephora, which is a great store for girls. Sure. You know, not so much. Well, no, boys sometimes too, but that just depends. (laughs) It does depend. And there is one other really cool Diamond Select figure out there. Jeff picked him up at his local comic store. Our local comic store doesn't get the movie figures, though. So when we were at Project Comic-Con, I was happy to pick up the Diamond Select Wolverine movie version. Yeah, he is super cool looking. And I might break down and break my rule of not getting the, the human characters because of how well he sculpted. Yeah, Honestly, of my three that I picked up that day, that is my favorite. It is a really cool figure, and I recommend it if people can find it. But as we always say on the show, try to find someplace selling them locally. The Disney store didn't have them. They only had their exclusive ones this time. Sometimes I see the non-exclusive ones there, but at Toy Man or at these other cons, you always find somebody who has almost every single shipping Diamond Select figure and got them for 27 bucks. I should have waited because... Somebody an aisle down, one of the other four toy vendors had him for 25 <laughs> How are you to know? <laughs> I, I couldn't have looked at all four before I whipped out my money. <laughs> it was actually $29 before you bought the other one, but you cooled it, so he dropped four bucks off. <laughs> ah, <laughs> darn, he bought it. All right. Let's There's see. all kinds of tweet alerts sent out. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for stores. Online. Sales to Astonish. Again, we kind of talked about how when I was at Wizard World and I bought that J. Scott Campbell original art for the Mary Jane statue that Sideshow's done, I'm pretty much, I mean, I have to buy the statue now, right? Yes, you do. There is no question about that. Definitely. Well, Sideshow announced the addition size on that statue. And just for some comparisons here, I mean, the original Mary Jane... They did 900 of the exclusive edition of, and they did 2,000 of the regular. So a total of about 2,900. That seems sensible. Yeah, it's it actually seems a little on the high side for me, but I could kind of go with that. If you look at, say, their War Machine maquette that they did for Iron Man 2, they just did 750 of him, but... A standard edition size seems to be, you know, a thousand or so on the exclusive and a couple thousand on the regular. And that goes for their maquettes and their premium formats. Deadpool, I thought, had a huge number made because they did 1,250 of the exclusive version and 2,500 for the regular. That's getting a little bit up there. Yeah, but... Being a J. Scott Campbell piece, I kind of thought that I should pre-order the Mary Jane that might sell out. And then they've announced the edition size, and I think I might have made a mistake pre-ordering, even with my $50 off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you might be getting a bargain bin if you wait. They have announced an edition size of 6 
thousand pieces. Yeah, I think you ought to cancel that pre-order. Do you lose anything? Uh, I lose a fifty dollar credit. Well, there's your lesson. Ouch. So but- yeah, you you need to just keep it, and you're going to learn a very expensive lesson. Six thousand of these. <laughs> That's way too many. Way, way, way too many. At that point, why do you even have an edition size? Exactly. Oh, that's, that's So you can crazy. count the people who don't have them. <laughs> I mean, it's like I was talking about with this Galactus, about how they just are making however many they make. Why even put an edition size on Mary Jane at that point? Yeah, these, these are going to be around for a while. I think these might end up being given away at some point with orders over $50. Okay, maybe not that ridiculous. But <laughs> well, don't be too sure. I mean, last year, they had a Bullseye exclusive comic cat. And now Bullseye is not Mary Jane, and Bullseye is not J. Scott Campbell. But it was a limited edition size of 400 pieces at a retail of $230. He was down to $100 from Sideshow last Christmas. Yeah. And... I think that when you have 6,000 of something, you're going to be sitting on them. The Venomsaurus, they did a exclusive run of 175 of the exclusive Venomsaurus. And I won him as a contest because they, they aren't giving away their in-demand items in these contests. They're not giving away a sold-out premium format Deadpool in a contest. They save that and then they find one in a warehouse and they auction it off for charity. The stuff in the contest is nice stuff, but it's stuff that didn't sell out. And they didn't sell out of 175 Venomsauruses. They're not going to sell out of 6,000 Mary Janes. Right. So what you're saying is we're going to have an opportunity to win one four or five times over the coming years. I would say 40 or 50 times over the coming years. Seriously. <laughs> yes. I mean, this is one of those things that's going to be first available if you have a sideshow gift card and that'll be 20, 50, a hundred dollars off. And then they'll start doing sales of it. And then you'll start seeing it at marvelshop.com where you can get 30% off if you subscribe to Marvel Unlimited. And you have to think that this would then affect the way they go forward with the Gwen Stacy. You know, are they going to get skittish and make that one? a much smaller edition size and make that one super hard to get. They have not announced an edition size of this. When I saw that they had done 6,000 on the Mary Jane, at first I thought it was a typo. I'm like, 600 you mean, right? (laughs) But they printed it multiple places. They've not announced one yet on the Gwen Stacy. I know edition size is often determined based upon the number of orders they get. So maybe this is one of the most ordered statues in Sideshow's history to justify this. But my lord, 6,000 is making me really think I made a mistake pre-ordering. And actually, there was no non-refundable deposit on that. So I could cancel that. I'm waiting to see my Gwen Stacy because I have pre-ordered her. There was no non-refundable deposit on her. And if the edition size is similar, I'm going to cancel and just wait for a bargain. Yeah. If you don't have that deposit, then... I don't see why you wouldn't. Yeah. And maybe if they still haven't applied my credit to the Mary Jane, because they hadn't last time I checked, maybe I'll have them apply it to a hot toy and just cancel both orders because 6,000, even if I have to go to eBay to get one a little down the road at 6,000 pieces out there in circulation, you're still going to get it cheaper. Yeah. Especially since there's just the one edition of both of those. And once they announced it, I'm like, well, screw it. I am not going to pre-order that Spider-Man. I mean, fool me twice already. That Spider-Man, I'm just going to hold off. And I mean, if this is what they're doing with the J. Scott Campbell series, I'll just wait and get him cheaper later. 
But then, damn it, they do an exclusive edition! <laughs> so I did go ahead and pre-order him, because it comes with a really cool feature. It's a switch-out head, and it has, like, you know how he always pulls up the mask to the nose and exposes the mouth? Yeah. Yeah, it's got that feature on it, so it was kind of cool, so... It's the most expensive of the three J. Scott Campbell pieces at 300 but then again, maybe if the exclusive size has a edition size of 6,000 exclusive, 12,000 non-exclusive. <laughs> you kidding? Spider-Man's way more popular than the ladies. It's going to be like a 35,000 piece exclusive. I thought Spider-Man would be a pretty big edition size because Sideshow hasn't made a comic-style Spider-Man in a long time. I've been keeping my eye out for one of the previous Spider-Man comic cats, and that's one to 2,000 on eBay, depending on condition. Yeah. So for them to do another comic-style Spider-Man, I think there's a lot of people like me who want to add the to the Sideshow collection and just can't get the one they did before. But wow, 6,000 could almost buy my own ship for that. <laughs> yeah, but who's going to fly it? Who, who's going to fix it when it's broken, Arnie? <laughs> also online this week, I ordered not one, but two New York Comic Con exclusives from FX Collectibles. I am super freaking excited about one, and I have gone all out, and so has Arnie on this one. It's a $50 item. We've each spent 200 on ancillaries for this item. Oh! Oh, my, my 200 spent was just because I wanted them. Oh. That was nothing to do with this. That was just because I wanted the sunglasses. <laughs> In continuing the replicas you didn't know you needed, much like their Captain America trading cards that they did, FX Collectibles is making a Phil Coulson Shield Agent badge and ID card for the Agents of Shield TV show. <laughs> awesome. And it's kind of cool. It's got a really nice badge. It comes in the leather wallet. I mean, it is a prop replica of what you're going to see Phil Coulson carrying in the show. And I think this is going to be available online. This is my inference because what they say is a New York Comic Con exclusive is your own ID card to go with the badge with your photo and your name. Oh, okay. So by pre-ordering online... You actually get to send your own photo. So it's not a photo snapped at the con while you're wearing two badges, a backpack, and are sweaty from all the hot lights. Yes. Or, or that unflattering fluorescent light that they have in most convention centers. You know the <laughs> one that makes you look like you just recovered from like a three-week-long vomiting flu? <laughs> yeah. Okay, somebody messed up somewhere. Which way is the eagle's head supposed to face on the shield logo? Like on the badge, it's facing left. But then on the TV show logo, it's facing right. Like, if you look at the, the boxed image of the shield and badge ID card, like, it has the show logo on the box, and then the inner box has the badge logo, and they're looking at each other. There's two different shield logos. Uh, there's a more modern one with the straight lines for the eagle's wings, where he looks to the right. Then there's the one where the wings are more spread out, and he looks to the left. Mm-hmm. However, there appears to be a variation, or else it's been flipped. Where he also looks the other way. The shield logo from the TV show is looking to the right, like that logo. It's, it's a little bit more stylized version of a previous shield logo. And it is also at this moment that I realized I'm a dork. <laughs> My shirt is like the one on the outer side of the box. Okay. And that's like the one they showed in the Avengers movie. Maybe it, maybe it doesn't matter. I think the more stylized one, the more angular one is just from Avengers the movie. But I bet that the more eagle one is what they have in the tv show given that the more eagle one is the older one but 
I was super happy because we were planning to actually, for the first time, well, Marjorie's done a little cosplay before, but I was going to cosplay for the first time at a con by wearing a full-on suit, which is not pleasant at a con. (laughs) Since it's only a shoulder-up photo, I was thinking about just cosplaying by wearing a nice shirt, tie, jacket, but still wearing shorts. But now that I know I can actually just go into our own photo studio and control the lighting and Photoshop the pictures how I want, or hell, we could go to Glamour Shots. Oh, please go to Glamour Shots. (laughs) (laughs) Get that soft focus. (laughs) And the sparkly outfits. And like a boa, like a pink feather boa. Look, my stepmom made me go there once, and I'm still got... PTSD from it. <laughs> and probably some glitter in your hair yet. That's yeah, <laughs> I can't get rid of the glitter. <laughs> and like a captain's hat. Oh, you have to do that. Well, I decided to go all out. I needed a new pair of sunglasses anyway because my last pair got bent. I researched and on the new TV series, the sunglasses the agents wear are Randolph Engineering Raptor sunglasses. That sounds expensive. 143 on Amazon. <laughs> Like that, Justin. That sounds expensive. <laughs> Is it the Randolph Engineering? <laughs> Just if it has a specific name, then you know it's going to be expensive. I think Phil Colson is wearing the Randolph Engineering aviator glasses, because in the photos I can find, he's wearing gold rim. But I thought gold was a little too blingy for me. Yeah, it's a little gaudy. Yeah. Well, so is this going to replace your Spider-Man sunglasses? <laughs> <laughs> Those never worked out quite so well for peripheral vision reasons. And creepy reasons. Let's be honest here. Well, that's, yeah, that's a cool exclusive. It depends on, I'd like to see the quality of the print, too. I mean, hopefully they do it on some sort of ID type of plastic type of thing rather than just a flimsy little card. I think it will be, given that they will be pre-printed at their factory and brought to the convention. Although you also can get it done there, and they will take your picture there. Hopefully they have a nice plastic printing process, or they'll mail it to you. Yeah, because I would like to have a nice card. Of course, there's nothing saying we can't mock up our own card if it's not nice and do the whole bit and get it printed at our printer to replace it. Yeah, so this is very exciting. These are still available, but they're only available for a short time because they need time to print them. So get to fxcollectibles.com before September 30th to get yours. And it shows they're three quarters sold out already. At only 50 apiece, I mean, hell, we got two, one each. (laughs) It's a limited edition of 1,500 pieces. I wonder if they would continue selling the the ID card part once the badges sell out. I think that that it will be the plan. I imagine that in a month or two, maybe for the holidays, you'll be able to just get the Phil Coulson badge set. Nice. But finally this week, the reason this show is out on Monday instead of on Wednesday is because, and man, I feel bad because this completely slipped my mind. Iron Man 3 comes out on Blu-ray tomorrow. I don't know how it slipped your mind, Arnie. It's not like you've been hit with advertising every time you go someplace about this DVD set coming out with all these exclusives and you have to go to all these different stores. No, no, I don't. That's why it slipped my mind. Yeah, this has been kind of a quiet rollout. This is so unusual because Amazing Spider-Man. I had to buy three or four copies to get all the exclusive discs at Target and the exclusive case at Walmart. 
Avengers. I mean, the light-up case at Best Buy, the briefcase set. I, I finally dug in my heels and didn't buy a second set of the briefcase with the Scotty Young print at Comic-Con, but so many exclusive versions out there. And it's really been in the media as of late because Star Trek Into Darkness came out, and man, were bloggers pissed! Because they came with almost no bonus features in and of itself. The commentary was an iTunes exclusive. The making of featurettes were some were Best Buy exclusives and others were Target exclusives. And then there was like four on the movie itself. And World War Z did the same thing. So I'm like, man, there's got to be a million Iron Man 3s out there. <laughs> And we are recording this show on Sunday. It's coming out Monday. Part of the reason we're recording so late and I'm going to spend all day editing is because I couldn't believe it. I did all my Googling. I couldn't believe there were no exclusives. I had to wait to see the Sunday ads where Iron Man 3 was in everybody's ad. And it's the biggest movie of the year. It's over a billion dollars in box office. There's no exclusive versions to any store. None. Best Buy isn't doing a steel book. Target doesn't have an extra disc. Walmart doesn't have an Iron Man mask case. Uh, that's weird. I mean, and I'm not even a DVD or a Blu-ray collector. I mean, but that just seems like a gaping hole waiting to happen in somebody's collection. I intentionally did not pre-order Iron Man 3 from Amazon because I'm like, why would I bother? I'm going to be getting so many copies of this with store exclusives. This is the most quiet DVD release of a major motion picture I can remember in in a long time. It makes me wonder if there's something bigger coming on down the line for maybe Christmas, like maybe a nice set or something. And that's why this one's just so, hey, it's a DVD, it's out. The optimist in me makes me think, hey, they're not doing a desperate cash grab and making me buy multiple copies. The pessimist in me goes, or are they just waiting? Because there's so many movies coming out right now with Star Trek Into Darkness and World War Z and Man of Steel, all these exclusives. Are they waiting to do gift sets closer to the holidays like Black Friday? True. Yeah. Hey, I mean, look, it's Iron Man 3. Now that's a perfect box set. Iron Man 1, 2, and 3. Well, there's there are exclusives internationally. In the UK, a store called Zavi has a gorgeous steelbook cover that our friend Steve, who works with us on Star Wars Action News, has. It is just, it's an arc reactor on the front, and when you open it in the steel aluminum print is the Mark 42, the badass baby brother in front of the whole hall of armor. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's a good looking cover. I don't really get into steelbooks, but that looked so good. I was tempted to ask Steve to grab us one, but I decided they dent so easy. Well, and what you do is you take the DVD out and put it in your storage area. What are you going to do with the case? Exactly. Then in France, a store called Coffet, I think, has one that I would definitely want. It's Iron Man 3 that comes with a little plastic statue. I've got little plastic statues for... So many different movies. I got them for Spider-Man. I got them for Ghost Rider. I got them for X-Men. I'd like a little Iron Man statue with my DVD, but it's France only, and they're going for about 250 on eBay. I don't want it that bad. Yikes. And the packaging on that one kind of looks a little bootleg-ish, to be honest with you. The packaging, when they throw the statues and things in there, always looks cheap. 100% of the time. It's just, they when you open it up, you get the nice packaging on the DVD inside. Ah, Hell, even India has an exclusive that comes with a nice Iron Man thumb drive. Like, you can buy the thumb drive separately and an Iron Man 3 t-shirt. 
<laughs> I, for some reason, don't think of India having really cool exclusives that we need to go get. I don't know why. Maybe it's just in my head. This but- is, I'm sorry, I take it back. This is the one that looks like a poo leg. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, this was made on the on the black market. And it comes with the Iron Man first appearance reprint comic. I mean, it's a nice set. These sets are out there. Why don't you take Americans' money? I think maybe I'm I'm gonna hold off. I'm not gonna buy Iron Man three this week. I'm gonna wait and see what happens around Christmas. At the very least, I'll get it cheaper because I didn't pre-order from Amazon when it was the absolute cheapest with their pre-order price guarantee. But Black Friday, I'll be able to pick up my 3D Blu-ray somewhere cheaper than I can get it this week, and maybe an exclusive will come out, or maybe I still don't get it. I mean, looking at U.S. box office alone, this thing's over a hundred million more than Despicable Me 2, which is number two at the box office. Yeah, I mean, far be it for me to to complain about not having to to get marketed to, but it feels like a huge opportunity missed. Because like we've talked about, I mean, there's going to be plenty of opportunities to package this with other movies for years and years to come. But a launch day DVD release with nothing? I'm glad they didn't do the Iron Man 1 and 2 since they just did that Phase 1 box set. Right. That that one would actually piss me off. But everything else, it's... Well, we're starting to get to that point with this with these movies. I mean, you know, look at Star Wars. There's there's six movies right now, and how many times have they packaged that, repackaged it, box set, these three, those three, all six? Well, there's a new Marvel movie every four months, it seems like. At some point, they've got to draw a line that says, okay, this one's not going with these ones anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And phase one and phase two seems to be the right way to do that. Yeah. But why not give us a thumb drive? Why not give us a steel book? Why not give us a statue? Because you'd bitch that it wasn't right. No, I I have happily bought those multiple Avengers versions and Amazing Spider-Man versions. So that's interesting, though. I really thought... When we were planning this show out, I'm like, well, we got to run down all these exclusives. And I did hours of research thinking I would be compiling all the exclusives. And I did hours of research into finding there were none. <laughs> wow. That's maybe, maybe this is a big joke. Maybe they're just screwing with us. And then on Tuesday, there's going to be stuff everywhere. Except that makes no sense. But yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could, uh-huh. see, I could see Disney wanting to do that. But Walmart and Target would never play along. No, definitely. They want to make their money. So that is it. If you're looking for Iron Man 3, go anywhere. Wow, it's freedom. (laughs) I'd go with the cheapest price. And they all seem to be about the same. Yeah. As long as we're not missing out on any opportunities for, you know, like you said, director's commentaries or extended deleted scenes. I hate when they start splitting that stuff up by retailer. Mm. That stuff needs to be the same. Give each retailer a different tchotchke to put with the the release. I agree completely. I I can pick and choose on the tchotchkes. I didn't get all of the releases of Avengers. There were some I'm like, I don't need to spend for that. I always feel the need to spend for the bonus features. But yeah, I mean, there are multiple versions out here. And if you're a completist, and I've not met anyone who is for the Marvel movies. I know some people who are for Star Wars, who we must have every version of every cover. I mean, yes. There's the DVD, there's the Blu-ray DVD combo pack, there's the three-disc 3D Blu-ray, Blu-ray DVD and digital copy, there's just the DVD and digital copy, there's the two-disc Blu-ray DVD and digital copy, there's five versions out there to buy. (laughs) (sighs) Well, look at it as an early Christmas present. 
don't have to worry about going out on Tuesday or Monday night at midnight. Yeah. That is a huge relief. We just talked about that a few weeks ago, about which Walmart we could go to. We're like, oh, wait, we live right by a Walmart. So that is it. A little money saved this week. And that is our show for this week. And I do mean this week, even though we just switched to every other week's We have so much more to talk about. I got my gold Ultron Marvel Legends figure here. We promised a review of Avengers Assemble Wave 1. Haven't had a chance to get to it. We got some more stuff to talk about. So we are actually going to throw in a bonus show next week. Yay for bonuses. (laughs) No bonus Iron Man features. So we'll give you a bonus Marvelicious Toys. So all that and more on the next Marvelicious Toys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help our show by leaving a positive review for the show on iTunes. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade with the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews on our voicemail at 803-MARVEL-4 or email an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Arnie Carvalho. Marvelicious website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Website photo editing by Jen and Jeff. Podcast enhancement by Andrew, Shane, Daryl and Barrett. Announcements by Brock. The Marvelicious theme song, Bam Pow Kablam, is composed by Joe Harrison. See more of Joe's work at www.starwarsfanworks.com slash lionsmouth. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered weekly at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at swactionnews.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2013, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. I am recording. I now too am recording. Cricket, are you recording? Hmm? Uh, uh, he is, says, yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. I might have to translate for you every once in a while. <laughs> I'm not recording. Is his name Jiminy? <laughs> I hope not. That'd How be like trite. two on the nose. <laughs> well, I mean, we are a podcast that talks about all Disney No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. I hate Mickey Mouse. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I had to go to the Disney store yesterday. It was torture. Yeah, how was St. Lupus? Hmm? <laughs> Did not find Thor. Yeah. I'm going to call it that from now on, by the way. St. Lupus. I call it the Lou, so I like St. Lupus better. It was an autocorrect fail. Was it? Uh Uh-huh. I told him I was going all over St. Lupus looking for Thor figures. (laughs) (laughs) He just doesn't care about those. (laughs) St. Lupus. Patron saint of... I don't know what does Lupus do to you. I don't know. It's a mystery. And lupus is an autoimmune disease where the body's immune system becomes hyperactive and attacks normal healthy tissue, resulting in such symptoms as inflammation, swelling, and damage to the joint, skin, kidneys, blood, heart, and lungs. Ooh.
I don't want lupus. No, it gives you blotchy skin, like rosacea. Sounds like it might make you puffy, too. Yeah, it does. And it looks like, from this photo, blindness. Wait, you can tell they're blind? Or they're just wearing They have, like, huge cataracts in their eyes. It could be just coincidental. And they're smiling and looking off at a 45-degree angle. (laughs) (laughs) God, we're going to hell. For some reason, I always (laughs) thought lupus was something about a werewolf. What?! (laughs) Like lupine uh, is a what is lupine? See, lupus always reminds me of the bad news bears. That one little blonde kid was named Lupus or something like that. Yeah, lupine is something that is like or relating to a wolf. Oh, and lupus is is Latin. L u p u s is Latin for wolf, but l u p i s is this disease. So that's why I or, no l u p u s is the disease. So. That's why I. Why, why is this named after a wolf? Mm-hmm. Maybe the blotchy skin. Lupus wolf disease. The wolf within lupus. The wolf disease attacks virtually every organ. Hmm. So it was named because it's the wolf disease. Interesting. Right. Enough about werewolves, Marjorie. I look to you to get us on track. You're fucked. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. You should just, like, take a loop of that cricket, too, for when, like, we have something funny to say and we think it's cricket should. <laughs> it's the voice of the listener. I, I would get closer, but from what I can tell, I think he's all the way across the room. Seriously? Yeah, that's why I'm surprised you guys can hear him so well. Sounds like he's on the microphone. Really? <laughs> like, he's, like, you're looking at him as you talk. <laughs> he's on my desk. I'm petting him. <laughs> he's your pet. <laughs> okay, I am ready. Okay. Ready are you? <coughs> what know you ready? For 800 years have I done podcasts. It seems like it. But I've never had a Hulk in hand. I'll say that much. Not even drunk in college on a late night. <laughs> well, there was one time, but that doesn't count. <laughs> he was curious. <laughs> Digging around some strange toy box. <laughs> I'd never touched a Thor, not even in college. From base to tip of helmet, this is a little over 30 inches, so almost a yard of Galactus. And you always (laughs) measure from the base to the tip. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Because the base lit up, Maybe Galactus needs to be turned on himself. Maybe I need to rub him a little. <laughs> Start at the base. Give him a little blue pill. <laughs> Going back to the day before we needed to entice kids with things that spring out and <laughs> pop all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you normally entice kids with, Justin? <laughs> Knew I was in trouble halfway into that sentence. Medium game is a good way to say it. Pull out your pitching wedge. He won't get that. Golf <laughs> results no in massive anger I, for I, Arnie. I thought he was talking baseball pitching. <laughs> Actually, the pitching wedge is the most fun golf club next to the driver. Both ends of the spectrum. I know. 
These are in 97B store report. What is 97B? Is that like a special code warehouse I don't know about? What is that? Well, it was because Jeff had already downloaded the store report folder when I had new pictures from yesterday. I had to make it store report B, but then I needed to clarify which episode it was for. So it's Okay, for now that makes sense. I just thought you were being stupid. <laughs> I'm not playing this incredibly complex game of Battleship. B97. <laughs> Hello. So, Justin, is your refrigerator running? <laughs> Four days you've been waiting to say that, haven't you? He has. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I just thought of it yesterday, but yeah. Awesome. 